Hello and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry Podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. We are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today we are interviewing Reverend Dr. Ryan Peterson, an author of a resource on youthesource.com. Youth eSource, you've heard us mention it before, is our LCMS Youth Ministry resource website. With over 1,700 different articles, Bible studies, skits, and discussion guides, there's a wealth of doctrinally reviewed, current, and helpful resources for your youth ministry. So be sure to find out more at youthesource.com and check out those resources. In the months since the 2019 LCMS Youth Gathering, we have been posting Bible study resources by gathering speakers on themes or hot topics from the gathering. And today on the phone, we have a speaker who presented a process and filter to consider when Christians need to make tough decisions in life. This is an important process to learn no matter, no matter one's age, and we know about the important decisions needed to be made by young people, whether it's during high school or as they transition to life after graduation. With us today is Reverend Dr. Ryan Peterson, who serves as Vice President of Administration at Concordia University Ann Arbor. Prior to serving in this role, he was the campus pastor at Concordia University Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor since 2013. He also served as a parish pastor in Missouri. He has degrees from Concordia University, Wisconsin, Concordia Seminary, St. Louis, and Trinity Evangelical Divinity School. Dr. Peterson, welcome to the End Goals Podcast. Thank you so much. It's truly a pleasure and what an honor to be with you today. Uh, we had to hear a little bit about your professional vocations, uh, as Mark talked about your bio, but tell us a little about what you do at Concordia Ann Arbor and your vocations, uh, the things that bring you joy. Absolutely. Well, uh, it's my privilege to serve at Concordia Ann Arbor. I've been a part of the team there since 2013. Uh, for those of you who maybe follow along uh, among the Concordia System schools, uh, that was when Concordia, Wisconsin and Ann Arbor merged to be one uh, Concordia University. And so um, I've been a part of that team since that point and um, first served as campus pastor and also assistant professor of theology. So had the opportunity to lead daily chapel and then uh, teach in the classroom, but have recently moved into a new role uh, where I get to uh, serve as the campus leader for the Ann Arbor campus. So um, what do I do? I do a lot of different things every day. Fantastic. We are so thankful for your service there and certainly how you have shaped that location and the young people that attend, the college students that are there, as well as the staff and faculty. If you have not been to Concordia Ann Arbor, it is a beautiful campus if you ever get a chance to go. I'm sure Ryan would be glad to give you a tour if you're ever up there or have your uh, kids. I say that jokingly, but I'm sure they would glad to give you a tour of that beautiful campus. But certainly if you've got students that are interested in attending one of our Concordia universities, it's a great place to go. So this is a question that we ask all of our guests, uh, Dr. Peterson, is can you uh, talk about a key moment from your youth where Jesus brought you closer to him or the church? Absolutely. Um, for me, it was actually uh, the moment that I identified was a, a youth gathering. Uh, it was 1998, mm. Atlanta, and called to be, um, yes. I believe, was the theme for that particular youth gathering. And uh, what was significant about that gathering that um, you know really brought me closer to Jesus Christ and the church uh, was an experience that our youth ministry had outside of one of the mass events. Mm. Um, 
it was actually in Atlanta outside of the dome where there was this large fountain area. And um, our youth group at the time, uh, we actually had a foot washing. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, Mark, but, uh, you know, we had a foot washing in the fountain. And, uh, it was uh, it was a really powerful experience um, because it was maybe one of the first times that I saw a different side of our youth leaders um, and also began to see as a, I was a soon-to-be senior in high school, uh, thinking a lot about my future and thinking about um, maybe where God was calling me to or what he was calling me to, where I began to see that it's about service. Mm. It's about service to Christ uh, in the church and in the world. And um, now as I reflect on that moment, 21 years later, um, I'm really excited to be a part of a school, Concordia Mm -hmm. University, where that is our mission, um, to develop students for service to Christ in the church and in the world. So uh, it was transformational for me then, maybe in a way I didn't realize it, but now looking back, uh, I can see God's hand through all of it. That's a, an amazing moment. And I can picture that fountain in my head. That was the youth gathering that I attended. <laughs> so it's like, I know where that is. Do you remember that? And, and Mark doesn't mind because it was before you were on that's staff. That's right. That's right. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so you talk a little bit about uh, being the campus pastor, but also I know you um, you do plenty of, of speaking um, and teaching to high school students as well. What do you love about working with college students and other young people as a pastor? Uh, we have the opportunity to, to love students and to serve them at a most pivotal time in their lives. Um, And I believe that is true today more than ever. Um, So rather than us, you know, relinquish or, you know, shirk shirk away or pull back from that opportunity, I I think the privilege of engaging uh, college students or high school students, young people um, in their their current life stage, uh, not where they wish they were or not where maybe we wish they were, um, but, but meeting them right where they're at, um, again, a pivotal time in their lives, is a, is a great breeding ground for transformational, um, for transformational living. And, and so I just, I love getting, getting in it with them. You know, um, I joke, well, I, I joke with other people, but I, but I really do do this on campus. Um, I, I love being involved in their lives. Uh, I, I run fitness tests or conditioning tests with uh, our different athletic teams here at Concordia. Um, I will, uh, you know, invite students over to our home. Chris and I will have students in our house um, for study sessions and review sessions before exams. Uh, We welcome student leaders over to our house as a part of their orientation uh, week. So we want to be involved in their lives because um, we've seen in our own lives the power of adults influencing our own lives. And I know even as a youth ministry office, um, you know, having five adults in your life Mm -hmm. that that care deeply for you and uh, are willing to speak into your life, um, we want to be one of those people for those that God puts on our campus at Concordia. I know you and Christy are a blessing to so many on that campus and just how you invest, like you said, make that uh, relational investment in them, know that they are cared for beyond just what takes place in the classroom, but um, for their whole relationship with Jesus, uh, with all the gifts and talents they have, their dreams that are moving ahead. And we're just so thankful for the investment you make there, as well as the many ways that you invested, uh, you know, particularly uh, the 2019 LCMS Youth Gathering. You spoke and led uh, two sessions. One was called A Devotional Deep Dive, Remaining in Christ. 
This session gave practical tips for a Christ-centered devotional life, um, despite no doubt the challenges and chaos and confusion that can come with everyday life. The second session was titled, How Do I Know? A Simple Approach to Complex Decisions. And this uh, served as the basis for the study that you wrote for the eSource. Tell us a little bit, I mean, you, you talked about the youth gathering as a youth that you went. Tell us a little bit about your experience at the gathering um, as a speaker, maybe feedback you got from the youth and adults that were intended. And how do you see the gathering now as an adult, um, seeing young people attend there and grow in their faith? Sure. Uh, well, the first thing that I would say, um, I, I just want to applaud and give thanks to God for the, the team of people that uh, worked so hard on the theme and on developing the the actual gathering. Um, this theme, Real Present God, uh, was so poignant, so powerful. Uh, in fact, I'll just share with you that um, last week when I was preaching, I was preaching here in our chapel at Concordia um, on Reformation Day last Thursday, and uh, unintentionally, it wasn't scripted, um, but as I was making a, a point, of course, you know, Psalm 46, a mighty fortress, and I, I literally um, said it, I think I said it this way, you know, that, that we worship a real, present God. And I felt like I was at the mass event again. <laughs> um, so, so when you ask, tell us about your experience at the gathering, uh, personally, um, apart from speaking, it was a, a powerful experience. Um, for for me as a, a baptized believer in Christ and, and for my family. Um, in regards to the sessions that I led, um, I, I did receive really positive feedback, um, you know, first of all, talking about um, a, a devotional deep dive. You know, we talk often um, about uh, having a devotional life or quiet time with God, um, and yet sometimes I, I feel like we, we, we don't give enough um, practical tools to help students mm-hmm. kind of enter into that, um, maybe in a way that isn't intimidating or overwhelming. Um, and so I enjoyed the opportunity to to share some, just some really um, honest things about my own experience and to share my own imperfections and failures in that, um, but, to, but to also share um, what God was forming in me through it. Uh, and then the second session um, about decision-making, uh, I have become more and more convinced that that God uh, gives us incredible wisdom, uh, not only in his word, but also uh, through the community of believers and uh, through the experiences that we have. So it was really uh, fun to be able to share that with high school students who I know are, are making big decisions now, but will make even bigger ones. And as I shared at the gathering, um, the stakes will be much higher. Mm-hmm. Um, in the future, and so um, thinking about these principles um, that I that I offered, uh, I believe will will help them when the when the stakes are are higher than what they are today. Mm-hmm. Now you you both spoke on that topic and then wrote this Bible study about trusting Jesus while in the process of of making those decisions, daily decisions and life altering decisions where the stakes are big, kind of as you just were speaking about. Uh, and we could quickly list, you know, a ton of different decisions that high school students are making about future careers and colleges and relationships uh, and moral decisions uh, that they face day to day. And then um, some big, big, tough decisions that they're making um, as they approach new uh, parts of their lives. 
there is a lot of anxiety, <laughs> a lot of apprehension when it comes to making those decisions. Um, and so we curious how you've seen that process of making tough decisions be a time of growth, particularly of spiritual growth for college students or high school students. You know, a lot of times uh, those tough decisions, um, sometimes we don't make the right ones. And, uh, and, and it's actually in our, in our failures and in our sin um, uh, through the mistakes that we make that some of that growth can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's certainly been my experience as I've worked with uh, college students and even high school students that sometimes um, they'll, they'll be in my office reflecting back on a decision mm-hmm. that they have made um, and, and reflecting back with remorse um, on that decision or, or regret. And so rather than letting that moment define the next 10 years of their life, what if, what if that moment became a, a catalytic mm. kind of launch point for, for growth? And, uh, and, and so the, the topic and, and even the, the principles that, you know, I, I would like to share with them that I then do share with them, allow them to kind of bring, bring it back. Um, you know, of course, in the words of scripture to repent, you know, to turn back, mm-hmm. um, to the cross, to turn to the word, to turn to Christ, and to, you know, leave that past behind, let those failures be in the past. Uh, Jesus nailed them to the cross already. And now let's encourage uh, the believer to, to live in the resurrection life that they have. So um, I think that that process um, is, is growth, oftentimes through some of the mistakes and failures that we make. Um, but then secondly, I would say um, I've also seen the process of making tough decisions be a time of growth when those tough decisions are really um, wrestled with, when, when students are really struggling. You know, not every decision that we make is easy or quick, um, but it's oftentimes in the struggle that, that we are formed. And uh, Scripture is very clear on this. Um, you know, it's often through suffering you know, as Paul said in Romans 5, suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. Um, and decision, the decision-making process should be a process of hope um, because, you know, we live with an eternal perspective in mind. And, of course, that's a perspective of hope. Well, we're thankful for how your session, when you've talked about this, as well as the resource itself, is, you know, talks about why... Uh, the topic of thoughtfully and prayerfully making decisions is so important. It doesn't matter what your age is, uh, but I think even it's such a thing to learn, man, if I could have had some of that maturity probably when I was in high school age, maybe when I look back on some of my things um, and and thankfully did have people who did breathe that kind of truth into my life too about, especially like think letting go of things and that that doesn't define you uh, moving ahead. And as a child of God, there is forgiveness and grace was so important in my life. Um, And maybe I didn't immediately wrap it to decision-making, but boy, as I matured, started to see that and what a blessing it was for me to have loving adults around me, breathing that into me and friends too, my own peers who would be rallying around me in that support. So such an important thing for young people. Um, what would kind of turn to actual the, the filter that you give um, that through the study, you, you take the word trust, uh, you take the five letters of trust and then put together this filter. So I'm going to read them here what they are. The T is turn to the word. R is reflect with the right people. U is unpack your motives. 
S is soak it in prayer. T is take a step of faith. Um, how have you used this tool practically when working with high school or college students? Mm. That's a great question, Mark. Thanks for asking. Um, I've used the tool very very practically. Um, In fact, uh, I mentioned that I served as campus pastor from 2013 to about the end of 2018. And what I often found is that, um, you know, I'd be working working in my office and a student would say, hey, Pastor Ryan, do you have a minute? And of course, yeah. So they come on in, we close the door, and we start talking, and they begin to share with me, um, this might be middle of the semester of their freshman year, um, a little bit about their background, and then, you know, share almost sheepishly, um, I'm thinking about changing my major, but my parents would kill me if they if they <laughs> or they hurt, or, um, you know, something... Um, something about a relationship that, that the student's in, um, and they're really confused, not sure what to do. Um, sometimes these uh, appointments are scheduled, and, and students, you know, with great apprehension share some of the struggles and, and future decisions they need to make. And so I would very practically, um, you know, as I listen to them and ask questions, and then I, I would ask, um, you know, can I, can I give you a couple of you know, ideas and principles to actually think through this decision. And, and they welcome that. And so I grab a little piece of paper off my desk and I, and I write the word trust um, as an acrostic. And then I begin to unpack these. Turn to the word. Reflect with the right people. Unpack your motives. Soak it in prayer. And take a step of faith. Um, and, and the thing that I highlight is that all of these put together are an act of trust. Mm. They're an act of faith. Every decision that we make is actually an opportunity to trust. Mm. And, uh, and yet it starts with turning to the Word. It starts with not overlooking that, that place where God promises to speak mm-hmm. and where God promises to be. And, of course, that's His holy word. And so, you know, I want us to think about, you know, the power of Paul's words to Timothy when he says all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, and for training in righteousness. Uh, we, we can't just jump over that. And I think um, sometimes sometimes we're tempted to do that. It's like, yeah, 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 I, I know, you know, what else is there? It's like we're it reminds me of, you know, King Ahaz in the Old Testament. It's like we're, we're looking for a sign, and yet God has given us the sign, mm-hmm. and his name is Jesus, and Jesus comes to us in his word. And so we, we must turn to the word first. Um, but, then, but then we have the opportunity to kind of reflect upon that, um, and that's where uh, the, second, the second piece comes in, reflect with the right People and I, I emphasize that that reflection has to be with the right people. Mm-hmm. And uh, depending on your relationships, say your boyfriend or girlfriend may or may not be the right person. But but who are those right people? That's a really important question for college students and high schoolers to ask. And again, going back to the you know five adults in your life, uh, wouldn't it be amazing if our young people? could say, yep, here are, here are some of my right people. Um, I know in my own life as a 39-year-old adult with a family, 
that there are right people in my life, um, and I could list off who those people are. That is, as we make big decisions in our life, these are individuals that I want to reflect with. Um, and then, you know, unpack your motives. That's all about looking at the heart. Um, you know, Proverbs uh, 4.23, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Um, this is where I think the rubber meets the road in terms of, you know, w- why do I want to do this? Why, why am I making this decision? Let's get to the heart. And, you know, I share some personal examples uh, through that process. And then soak it in prayer. You know, um, honestly, what comes to mind for me, um, it doesn't work with the acronym, but it's like marinated. You know, I'm a guy who I like to <laughs> marinate my meat before I throw it on the grill. Um, you know, th- we're not talking about flare prayers here. We're talking about um, like really spending time in prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking to the God of the universe who, who invites us because he, he inclines his ear toward us. Um, and, and, of course, as we're soaking it in prayer, we're, we're hearing from the Word of God, turning back to the Word. And then finally, finally take a step. Uh, take a step of faith. And, um, you know, that step is a courageous step. Oftentimes um, it can be a hard step. And yet if we keep this all in perspective, uh, knowing that, you know, God is with us through every step of the journey— um, maybe that will give us courage to then take the step. This is a, such a fantastic tool, and it's so helpful to hear you kind of work your way through that as a way to for our uh, leaders who are listening to this to be able to kind of digest that themselves before they go out and, and teach it. Uh, how did you come up with a teaching tool like this? Uh, was it something that kind of came about over time or as you were teaching young people about um, how to think through these important decisions? Uh, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I actually... I wasn't looking um, to develop a, a tool uh, like trust, um, but I found that in my experience, again, primarily as a campus pastor, but even before that as a, a pastor in the congregation, that I would often have conversations with people about um, you know, big decisions that they were facing in life. And so I began to just kind of make some notes on that. And then finally, um, actually in preparation, I believe it was for a, a speaking opportunity, I was talking with a colleague of mine and just began to play with these words a little bit and and trust is what came of it. Um, and so I, I think this over the over these past years, I mean, literally it's been years of, thinking through this and, and living it out and then saying, oh, well, yeah, f- first things first, let's go to the Word. Because I, I can't emphasize that enough, um, you know, that, that we not skip that part, right? Um, so, so we start with that T. And then in my own life, I've seen the power of reflecting with the right people. Of course, um, the book of Proverbs speaks often of this, um, that, uh, you know, there's counsel in the wisdom of many, uh, that a court of three strands uh, is, uh, is significant, and so yeah, it's not easily broken or is not quickly broken. Um, and that, you know, the heart, again, going to the Proverbs, the heart really matters. It's a wellspring of life, um, the importance of prayer, and then the willingness to, 
you got to act, you got to move, um, you got to be willing to take a step of faith. So um, this definitely um, is something that I've, you know, received wisdom along the way, um, and I've seen God work through the process. And the teaching tool, um, I'm grateful for the way that it came out. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly thankful for how you've taken that kind of really um, uh, wonderful time, sometimes times of anxiety in the lives of all of us, um, and be able to put that into a simple way to remind us of whose we are and who we are making those decisions. So kind of in summary, uh, what do you hope young people will walk away from this study? Mm, that's a really good question, Mark. Um, in reflection on that question, um, couple of things. Um, number one, don't skip turn to the word. No. I, I mean, I really, I really, really mean that. <laughs> I think because we've got that one. Yeah. I, 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 I hope it. Don't skip it because so often, um, again, my experience has been when, when I interact with students and, um, and they describe these various, you know, decisions that they're facing, and I'll say, what does God's word say about this? Mm they generally have not gone there, mm -hmm. been there, um, you know, dug into it. And so it's important not to skip that, that part. Um, and especially for those who were, were raised in Christian homes um, and who, you know, grew up in the faith, again, um, we, are all, we are all disciples, right? And we're learners. So let's not just skip that mm -hmm. part. Um, the second thing, I hope young people walk away um, with, with confidence and courage in Christ, because the confidence we have is that, you know, if we, if we make the wrong decision, that doesn't mean, you know, we're inevitably screwed up for the rest of our lives. Um, you know, we, we serve a God of, of love and of grace. Um, of course, different, different decisions have different ramifications, and we can never minimize that. But, um, Let's make decisions with courage and with confidence um, in, in our Creator uh, and in our Redeemer. Um, and then finally, maybe the third thing I hope people walk away, um, I hope that they walk away just with a, a memorable way to reflect on decisions that they will face for the rest of their life. Um, because decisions aren't going away. Um, and as I noted, back to could the they, Could we make that happen? <laughs> You know, I, uh, wouldn't that be handy? Wouldn't that, that would be, be nice? so much better. <laughs> uh, yeah, but but the problem is that they again the, the stakes get higher. So you know, sometimes I I look back and think, wow, I thought that was a really big deal, and it was. <laughs> it was. It was really. It big was for that sure, teenager. Absolutely. It was for teenage me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it was, yes. Um, and so we never want to minimize that mm -hmm. um, because it is big for them in that in that moment. Um, and there's going to be bigger, too. Absolutely. Well, I think, too, I mean, we see that more and more that I think at a younger age, we do have young people who are forced to make some decisions, I think, younger than what I had to. I mean, just in terms of see, like when young people are being asked to choose colleges or careers, whatever it might be, that this becomes, I think, a topic earlier and earlier in their life to either maybe help them say, Hey, there's actually time to make that decision to lower that anxiety and help mm -hmm. them walk through that. Uh, but then awesome to give them these principles and thoughts. And when they are making those decisions to bring hopefully peace into their life. Right. Yes, exactly. And, and that's why I think um, no matter what age someone maybe encounters these principles, my, my hope is that it can really be used for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, so we have lots of people who are going to hopefully go to the e-source, download this, and be leading it with their young people. Uh, what encouragement would you give to pastors, commission ministers, or lay leaders who are planning on leading this study with young people? Well, first of all, um, you know, let me let me be one of hopefully many who say this. Um, but I, I first of all, I just want to say thank you to you know fellow pastors, commission ministers, lay leaders. Um, anyone who, who may be leading this study, um, you're leading this study because you have a, a love for young people and you're investing in them. So um, I'm grateful for that um, as, a, you know, as one who's involved in our, you know, the, the universities of the church. Um, I'm grateful for that. So first of all, let me say thank you. Um, second of all, the encouragement that I would give is um, before you lead this session, Take some time and think about how, how this has played out in your own life, because I think the session will be more powerful um, if, you're, as you're leading it, you're able to share your own personal uh, stories and your own, your, your own personal struggles and your own personal successes along the way. Um, so definitely make it your own and then begin leading the study with your young people. Yeah, it's so amazing how much uh, more impact a Bible study has, not just when it's grounded in the Word, but when uh, youth leaders are able to speak to their own experience of how God has worked in and through their lives and their decisions, um, maybe sometimes bad, <laughs> and the ways that they received forgiveness and and uh, and absolution, and uh, and sometimes when when God uh, works really positively through those things, and so I appreciate that uh, that encouragement to to bring that personal aspect to the study as well. Well, Ryan, we are so thankful for the time that you invested in being at the youth gathering this last summer, as well as writing this resource. Can't wait to see the fruit that comes of it and God's blessings on your continued service at Concordia University and all the many vocations in which you serve. Thank you so much, and thank you for the ways in which uh, you all serve the greater church and by doing that, uh, serve our next generation. It's our pleasure. One of the practices of healthy youth ministry we discuss is helping young people deeply understand their baptismal faith. In times of decision-making or change, young people can be reminded that their baptism anchors them in Jesus, that Jesus cares about their decisions, he is with them no matter what, and he is there to listen to their prayers and thoughts as they walk through some of those maybe mundane daily decisions, but also those big life-altering decisions as well. I loved hearing Dr. Peterson talk about uh, this idea of working with young people who have maybe made not so great decisions, mm -hmm. whether mm -hmm. that was just a disappointing decision that didn't go the way they wanted it to, or maybe a, you know, a sinful decision that they needed to work some repentance around. Uh, that I, I think there's so much to learn for us in terms of saying, look, you're going to make big, hard decisions. You're going to make mundane, everyday decisions. And sometimes you're going to decide wrong. <laughs> and we still have a God who loves you and pours grace into that situation. And so we don't have to be so worried about what we're deciding because we know good and bad, God is walking with us the whole way. I was thinking too, I mean, we talked about this in other cases of long-term relationships. I mean, Praise God, you know, Ryan's taking it from a context of being on a Christian campus, one of our Concordia campuses. Uh, but think of those young people who are making that transition to college um, and maybe don't have that environment. One, think of the importance of having them getting connected to that Christian environment, friends, peers, a church, Christian ministry, whatever it may be. But then how can the congregation continue to be with them? I mean, for him to hear him talking about, he's talking with people who have 
just months into their college career talking about changing the majors, that kind of thing. Those things are major, massive uh, decisions that are being made. It's how a relationship still with them to walk with them, be there to have counsel and conversation about, man, what a beautiful thing that can be in the body of Christ. Well, and he's such a great example, both uh, with him and his family opening their mm-hmm. doors yeah. and making sure that they're building the relationships, that he has this kind of open door on his uh, his office, that he allows uh, young people to be able to come in and have those really hard conversations with him. I think it really speaks to the value of how those relationships built over time and when they're poured into really can help assist a young person um think through and be rooted in God's word as they walk through those transitional moments. Yeah. We, we also talk about helping young people develop a resilient identity in Christ. Um, the resource that's available and the conversation too, um, that we are, uh, had today can be so helpful in helping teach and discuss about decision-making and most importantly, trusting in Jesus and Jesus through the process and through those steps. And like you said too, those times when repentance and forgiveness is sought, for maybe making a bad decision or or just even dealing with regret. It may not have been a sinful thing, but just how do you deal with regret and to know that Jesus is with you, uh, Jesus forgives you um, in those times, and also that you are loved deeply by him and by Christian community. Uh, so that even when things don't go as planned, Jesus is with us and guides us through those joys and tribulations. Um, and so as I, I appreciate how Dr. Peterson, too, is that resilient faith we talk about, too, turns back to the Word of God, yeah. uh, that we not forget that step. Uh, through all things that we hear God's truth, his reminder of grace and love and forgiveness for us in his word um, and how it can, in the busyness of life, be easy to forget that step. But yet that is so vital, um, whether it's the decision making or just those life uh, changes and transitions. Well, and how true these things are for us as adults, right? Right. Um, As we're working through uh, important decisions. I mean, uh, all of these things, turning to the word of God, reflecting with the right people, uh, soaking it in prayer, all of these pieces are are true for us as well. Uh, And I take great encouragement as an educator, as a DCE, to hear that it took him a long time (laughs) to even uh, put these pieces together in this particular way. I think one of the things that I I can struggle with is, is feeling like I have to have a a pretty package on something the first time I I have somebody uh, come up with a topic and and truly to hear him say like it took him a few years and it took a lot of practice in working with young people and he was always around these topics but it's not like overnight we're going to have the magic acrostic that's going to help us to articulate that to young people Mm -hmm. so if you're just starting and you just don't automatically think of these beautiful acrostics uh, that's okay too Uh, we use uh, Dr. Peterson's work until you can get there. Uh, exactly, exactly. And we certainly thank him uh, for his resource uh, to help us kind of systematically and prayerfully think through decisions. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit uses those times to bring young people closer to Christ um, and deeper in a Christian community. So enjoy that resource. I mean, that could just become like an annual study probably that, again, people of all ages could do and just be reminded of God's grace through the decision-making process or a retreat or whatever it might be of just great tenets for practices of a Christian um, when you're faced with questions in life or whatever may uh, uh, may come your way. We uh, have a couple of closing challenges for you as you're thinking about how this applies to your youth ministry. So think about how this may making key decisions in life drew you closer to Christ as you heard him. What is What are some times where you reflect back and you can see uh, how you worked through decisions and how God worked in and through you in those situations? Or how maybe a decision possibly took you away from God's will? And how can you share that story with young people to raise their awareness of the importance of discernment and key decisions? Now, the question, too, is how are you praying for young people or having others, whether peers or other adults, pray for young people at times of key decisions? 
Are you letting the young people know that they are being prayed for so that they know that there is a Christian community caring for them? They understand that these are big decisions at times, or even again, those day in, day out decisions too are important. And Jesus cares about them and that there's a Christian community who cares about them and is there for discussion and prayer and support uh, through their teen years as well. Our team continues to pray for you as you walk with young people and as you help them to make decisions based in God's word and soaked in prayer, um, both good and bad. Lord, we know that we uh, God is continuing to work in and through you powerfully in those ways. And Gold Podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church. 